right, uh, welcome back, Suns fans. This is episode number seven of the New Era Suns podcast. I'm joined by Noah, our co-host, as as always. And today we have a big guest on the podcast today. So uh, please welcome JR for TSN 1200. If you don't know him, it's John Rodenberg on Twitter. Uh, he's pretty pretty well known in the in the city here. I think a lot of us uh, listen to the show. So uh, welcome, and uh, how are you doing today? Doing great. Glad to be with you guys. Brand new podcast. Sounds uh, sounds great. Looking forward to it. Awesome. And um, yeah, so I think we're all fans of your show as well. So uh, it means a lot for you to join us today. Uh, but I, I just want to jump into probably the latest news that's been happening. Uh, yesterday, UND with a nice w- uh, victory in overtime. Um, you know, what do you think of Jake Sanderson's performance last night? Pretty impressive, huh? I mean, uh um, I think uh, I don't want to say it was mixed reviews when the Sens uh, uh, took him with that with that pick because uh, you know I think you know it's, it's like everything right everybody kind of goes to the reviews of all the so-called draft experts and everybody's going well might have been a bit of a reach don't know whether he you know should have been the fifth pick in the draft and you know the, if there's a criticism of him I don't know if he has enough uh, you know offensive upside etc and it's still early days it was only this you know second game we've ever seen him play and his second game as an 18 year old playing college hockey it, but boy if there are any concerns about the offense side of the game um, for at least one game last night uh, you could uh, you could put those to rest a beautiful yeah. goal with a one-timer and then uh, and that that assist that was or for a kid playing a second game you know to go into the corner to have the presence of mind to kind of kind of waited out he's got four guys around him you know it would have been easy to kind of just leave the puck in the corner and, and be conservative as a defenseman and just kind of you know go back to his position but instead he held on long enough and then kind of threaded that backhand pass straight back to his uh, d partner on the uh on the point and he uh, wires it in for the uh, game time goal so that was pretty impressive you know patience and uh, and vision from a from a really young player yeah, and and honestly, seeing that gave me a little bit of um, some Shabbat vibes there. Uh, just the way he carries the puck in the zone, I, I think it was fantastic to see. And a, a lot of people, you know, are, are going to be turning some heads, uh, especially people who don't think he has offensive upside. So that was a good point you made there. Um, you know, I, I'm super excited to see what happens with him, and uh, if he has another, if he has a stellar season this year, I think you know, Sens fans might end up being happier with the the selection at number five. So that that's great. Yeah, we had uh, we had talked to uh, Brad Berry, the North Dakota coach, I think yeah. two or three times since the selection was made, and, uh, uh, and and the last time we talked to him was probably two or three weeks ago. And and by then he's had a really good look at him, and, and obviously in a lot of practices, and and he he said very much anybody who's got any concerns about the offensive side of his game uh, should put to, should put that to rest. They, you know, he said he's always got the puck on his stick. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, it's early days. We don't want to get too ahead of our, ahead of ourselves. I think the world juniors will be a really good measuring stick because that's uh, you know, that's, that's his peer group. Those are kids his own age. Uh, and I would suspect that we're going to see uh, uh, probably an even uh, more impressive performance from him in the upcoming world juniors. I think that's uh, absolutely bang on Jer. You know, uh, with all the hype around the draft, you you and uh, Simmer and Hammer have been talking to some pretty high-profile athletes um, with Alexi Lafreniere, local boy Jack Quinn, and uh, even top prospect Timmy Stutzel, er, where we learned he wanted to be called Timmy uh, yeah. here in Ottawa. Um, yeah. Just talk about uh, how fun it was to sort of get to know some of these potential future NHL stars. 
Well, he in particular, I mean, uh, he's just got such a great personality. I mean, that's that's the thing that uh, that stood out to me. I mean, you guys probably aren't much removed from being 18. I've, I've been uh, more than 18 for a long time. But uh, <laughs> usually when you're 18 or 19 and you're talking to, you know, people you don't know and it's over the phone, you know, you're kind of shy. And, and we've talked to, you know, a lot of hockey players over the years. And, um, you know, some of them are good interviews and, and some of them aren't so good. And that's okay, right? They're not paid to be good interviews. They're paid to be good hockey players. Uh, but I was really, really impressed with just his uh, his personality, his vibrancy, his uh, enthusiasm. Uh, and this was before this. Uh, this we interviewed him in the summer before he was even picked by the yeah, Sens. That's so, right. Um, you know, just um, you know, he, he was just it's just, uh, you know, the off ice part is a really, really impressive package. And, uh, you know, everybody that we've talked to that's kind of associated with him, uh, you know, from over in Germany, that's with the team. I mean, every everybody's got nothing but great things to say, you know, about him as a teammate. And, uh, you know, the, the off ice is as impressive uh, as the on ice. And I think Simmer makes the point and, you know, as a guy who was involved in the game for 20 years at a front office level um, for him to on that draft night, when you think about it, right, the draft was, you know, what he was picked right about eight o'clock hour time, which is two o'clock in the morning over in Germany in the middle of the week. And for him yeah. as an 18 year old to have, you know, a bunch of his 25 and 30 year old teammates staying up late to kind of celebrate with him. I think that spoke uh, a lot to, you know, the, just the, the popularity the kid has even within the dressing room, even as a, as a really young man. So I think that those are all real positive signs about what a real good kind of a dressing room guy he's, he's going to be the on ice stuff. We'll see, you know, that's, that's all to come. We've seen a little bit of it. And again, we'll see that at the world juniors, but uh, just to, again, just as uh, I, I'm a big uh I'm a big proponent of, of people that have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Uh, I think that really is 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 part mm -hmm. of being a good teammate, and uh, he comes through in spades in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, considering that there hasn't been much hockey in the last, you know, what is it, nine nine months so far? I mean, uh, not how, how, Yeah. <laughs> how has it been for you guys? You know, covering the Sens like without having so much hockey. I, I mean, it must be sort of a challenge, right? Well, uh, I can actually name you the four important days that have happened since the Sens played their last game, which was March the 11th. So we yeah. had March 11th, we had June 26th, which was the draft lottery. We had October 6th and October 7th, which were the two days of the draft, and then to a lesser extent, free agency. So there, there's uh, really only right. been four or five days in nine months in which we've really had you know, some real, some real meat on the bone. So needless to say, we've had to kind of... Uh, try to be inventive and uh, kind of revisit a lot of them. Uh, we've done a lot of interviews with, as you guys mentioned, a lot of the draft prospects before the draft, yeah. Yeah, even some of the, uh, some of the players that are in the system, you know, like, like Shane Pinto and uh, uh, Josh Norris. I mean, we've talked to all those guys and just talked about, you know, how their summers have been and training and all that other stuff. So it's been, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'd rather be, um, you know, talking about guys on the ice and reviewing games and talking about where guys fit in. But um, it's it's been a challenge, but we're looking forward to hopefully seeing some games here in the next uh, month or month and a half. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, we have, um, we've seen, at least in the last couple of days, a couple of quote unquote advancements, if you want to really call them that. I mean, they've thrown out some numbers for potential game totals with, uh, I think, 56 and 52. Um, so let's, let's just hear sort of your thoughts on what's, uh, what that means towards a potential uh, start for an NHL uh, 2021 season. 
Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I I think we're all in agreement, right? It's going to be an all Canadian division. So mm -hmm. you know, seven seven teams, so six other teams. So if you if you if you do the math, I guess that's what nine games against each of the other six teams in yeah. Canada. So so it's going to be. Uh, I I think what's what's great for uh, you know for if you're a fan of the Sens or 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 any Canadian team is is that we know certainly you know with Ottawa, right? We know Toronto and Montreal very well. Uh, but even the Western Canadian teams, just through you know, like watching TSN, the amount of coverage that those that those teams get, like we know those teams fairly well as well. So, I mean, in terms of who the Sens are going to play, it's they're all known commodities. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're going to, you know, be playing them as, as often as they are, uh, I think it's going to be terrific, to be honest with you. I mean, if, if yeah. Ottawa was ending up playing you know, Florida and, uh, you know, even like Dallas or, or, or whomever, right. It's, it's kind of like, there's, you just don't know those teams as well. It's just not as interesting. So I, I, think, sure. it's, I think as a one-off, as a one-time, you know, thing, having this all Canadian division, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be terrific. And I think, you know, the Sens are certainly going to be an underdog. Um, you know, everybody's picked them to be, to be last and, you know, it's probably a pretty good chance they would be, uh, will be, but, um, you know, so this is going to be a great chance as well just to you know build the rivalries for uh for for the future as well yeah yeah that's a, that's a good point that you make there and just going based off of that i mean this is sort of a year with like no expectations for the team i think for a lot of people um you know they they do expect them to finish last or or whatnot and i mean a lot of people you know they settled on the on that idea and they're okay with it so i just want to ask you though uh is there any expectations you'd like the the, the team to reach this year or any players that you'd like to see, you know, surpass their development or whatnot? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, for me, um, I don't have high expectations in terms of wins and losses. I think I still see them as a, you know, a, 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 you know, certainly probably in the, in the, in the bottom 10, probably, and, and maybe even in the bottom five, again, they're, they're going to be in a very tough division. I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. There's no, there's no cupcake games, you know, there's no games you look forward to. And while Ottawa's not in a position where no matter who they played in the NHL, you could say, well, you know, they're going to win this game, but um, that's a, it's a, it's a tough, tough to, uh, you know, division. So for me, it's not about wins and losses. For me, it's about watching players continue to develop, especially the young players, right? The players that will be the key going forward in the next uh, two to three years when you hope they will be a competitive team and a playoff team and, and maybe a team that's that's challenging for a championship. So seeing those younger players kind of take a step forward, even even in losses, I think that has to be, you know, the biggest the biggest goal for the team going forward. And there, you know, there's going to be some some young players that I really am hopeful will make the team this year. Uh, you know, I think a guy like Drake Batherson, I think, you know, it seems to me like he's proven everything he could do in the minors. Right. So time for him to come up to the NHL level and, and prove that he can do it at, at the NHL level. And then guys like Norris and Formington, who had great rookie pro years last year in Belleville, um, you know, to, to see them at the NHL level and, and just to get experience and probably not going to be great numbers, but just an opportunity yeah. to, to develop, get experience and, and what you hope will be a, a large step forward for future seasons. We really are looking at a, a new wave of sends, a new, a new era, if you, if you will, um but Probably where uh, the podcast name comes from yeah 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 you'd, you'd think there'd be something something connected there you know yeah exactly. um but with all these prospects that are coming up it seems like there is going to be like a sort of a new uh a new wave of uh not only on ice production but support as well um there's going to be it's it feels like uh 
the team is going to be bringing fans back into the back into the fold. And I just kind of want to kind of dip back into the past of JR here. I just kind of want to know what sort of brought you to become a Sens fan. Well, um, I mean, I live in Ottawa and I've lived in Ottawa for, you know, most of the past, you know, 20 to 25 years, I guess it is. So when I, when I came back, moved back to Ottawa from Toronto, um, you know, in 1998 was when we started what's now known as TSN 1200, but back then was Ottawa sports radio and then became yeah. Team 1200. Yeah. So we've had three names, uh, over the right. last 22 years or whatever. Uh, but, but when you're in a market, uh, I mean, the hometown hockey team is, is the number one thing there, you know, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We could talk about Senator hockey, you know, uh, for on our show, four hours a day, five days a week, 365 days a year. And that still wouldn't Absolutely. be enough for a lot of people, you know, when there's games going on and when there's things going on, this is, this has for been sure. unprecedented, but, but, uh, for, for sure, um, you know, just, just being immersed in it all, you know, uh, seeing the, well, there was a time, you know, when there were a lot more ups than downs, the last three years have been very, very difficult and very trying for a lot of fans, but I all, I am, you know, been around long enough to remember years in which the senators won so much, it almost became boring during the regular season, right? right. Oh, they won again. It's, you know, nine to three, there's another huge win. I mean, it was crazy to think, you know, 15 and, and, you know, 15 and 18 years ago, they would, they would regularly dominate in the national hockey league and just pile up the goals. It was, it was crazy how good they were. Uh, they were never able to, to, you know, to, to put it all together and win a championship, but there was a, a lot of great regular seasons, you know, some playoff disappointments and a trip to the Stanley cup final, but I, you know, I'll go back to that and how excited that, uh, that fans were and what a great energy there was in the city, you know, during, during playoff runs and how disappointed people were when they crashed out early against the Maple Leafs and all that, all that passion, right. Which is, uh, which is all great stuff. I mean, that's, that's what makes you as you know, sports fan, you know, fan is short for fanatic. Those, you know, those were the, the fanatic days and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to and hopeful that uh, we're going to get back to that point here in the next uh, two and three and, and, and four seasons with the uh, amount of good prospects they have. Nothing is guaranteed. It's looking like it's headed in the right direction. Right. Um, we've, we've seen, you know, there was back in 2011 and 2012, they kind of did a little rebuild and then they got impatient and, you know, they made, they let some people, you know, Daniel Alfredson walked away and they brought in Bobby Ryan and they tried to fast forward and fast track mm -hmm. it. And it didn't work, you know, it didn't work out very well. Like, this time it looks like they're going to stay the course, which is the prudent thing to do. And the pay, you know, the uh, patience is hard for a fan base. Everybody wants to push it forward faster, but uh, you know, I'm, 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 I can see I've, I was, I've been around long enough to, I've seen kind of that build up the first time around and, and saw the results and, and hopeful uh, for sense fans that uh, maybe we're on the cusp of a similar sort of thing that we saw 20 years ago. Yeah. And that would be quite, the the sight to see i think for for a lot of sense fans who have been waiting through the years and who have stuck through it all you know i've been a i've been a fan for 15 years now for as long as i remember so to see a, a cup oh, i'd be super happy and um you know just just going back to our our roots cuz i guess that's the motto this year right back to our roots um i just want to ask you like were you happy that the sense brought back the 2d logo and and the whole look itself because i know you know, a lot of people wanted something new or a lot of people, you know, did want the 2D logo back. So where did you stand on that? Well, I, I tread very carefully on the uh, whole uniform thing because uh, <laughs> I know how passionate people are. And whenever it whenever it came up or whenever there was talk of a redesign or whatever, 
Um, you know, people, people certainly had strong opinions on it. Um, so uh, I, I, I personally, I like to look a lot better um, than, than, than what they've had. Um, and I, I think they've done a really good job with it. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I am not a fan personally of teams that wear all black. Um, they just, uh, I like colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down. Um, but I do have to say that when they trotted out the new unit, you know, the new unit uni with, uh, in the black, it, it does look really sharp. Um, and, and I think it's going to look, I think, I think it's going to look great on the ice. So, um, I, 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 I like it better than, than what they've had. Um, but it would be, you know, I, I think now at this point, it's kind of like you've chosen what you want. You've kind of gone back to the tried and true. Now it's time to stick with it. Now it's time to make this your your long-term emblem, right? Like the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens and the Detroit Red Wings and the Boston Bruins, they, they don't change it, right? It's been the same for 100 years for all those teams. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hopeful that Ottawa has kind of seen maybe the error of their ways and uh, they've kind of, kind of gone back to to what people wanted and hopefully they'll stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, with all, especially these, all these retro reverse jerseys that are coming out, it, it seems like there are some, some teams that didn't exactly like their, their team's jerseys. Um, Detroit being one of them, they kind of feel like they got a practice Jersey. Um, I actually didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind the ones that were in white. There weren't many in white. I actually didn't yeah. mind that one, but I understand how some people, but I, I, I really like simple. I was hoping I was hoping for a little more silver on that one. That one was one that maybe something on the shoulders or something little down the arms or something just a little bit more than just one band across, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah people, one band people of call it uh, they call it the duct tape jersey because yeah. <laughs> it, Here's uh, the one thing I've learned: you can. It doesn't matter what we're talking about, and you know, from hosting shows to whatever, you can never please everybody. Right? Yeah. So you just uh, you do the best you can. You do what you think is right, and uh, uh, and see what happens. See see where it all comes out. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, hey. So there was a, a bit of news the other day. I think it was about uh, Liga being postponed until December nineteenth uh, because of COVID. Um, you know, how do you think that'll affect some of our players playing over there? We have Thompson, Yarventi, and Abramov. Is there any, you know, uh, concern there for from your part for those guys? Well, I think Yarventi probably, and I'm, uh, and if the list has come out in the last day or so, uh, is going to be on the Finnish World Junior Team, right? So uh, I would ha- I would think that he would be uh, leaving for their camp relatively shortly, anyway. So yeah. I don't think it impacts him. He's had a terrific start to uh, to the to the Finnish league season. I mean, I think most people had uh, had not even heard of this guy. Um, had to kind of you know, look through draft lists to find out uh, where he was. I think most people thought he was a reach uh, where they've since picked him at the top of the second round. And he said, by all accounts, and I'm only going by numbers. I haven't watched any games, but uh, he's, he's been, he's been, he's had a great start. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him at the world juniors on the Finnish team. Uh, by all accounts, Lassie Thompson, it's, uh, has not been as good. Um, you know, the last I saw, he was kind of more as a kind of sixth, seventh defenseman on, uh, he plays on the same team as Yarventi. So mm-hmm. uh, he's too old to play in the world junior. So we're not going to get a chance uh, for him, but I think they had ticketed him to play in Belleville. Right. So I'm guessing for him, um, he's probably, you know, if the, if the NHL camps are going to begin, you know, sometime around January 1st or whatever, that we'll see him come 
uh, to Canada and, uh, you know, be in the Sens camp. I'm not sure how it's all going to work, right? Is there going to be an AHL season? Are they going to use a taxi squad like they did with, um, you know, in Major League Baseball, where the, those guys basically will just practice and and when you need players, because there's a, you know, a mini outbreak on a team, you know, you've got an extra 10 or 15 players that are just, just practicing. So um, from that perspective, I, I think that he's going to come to North America regardless. I guess the other guy was Abramov, right? That was playing in the league and yeah. he had a good start and then, uh, and then got hurt. And I think had just come back. So uh, I would think he'd be in the same, uh, same boat as, uh, as Thompson and uh, will be, uh, you know, um, on that taxi squad and in, in Belleville. And then some people are of the opinion that, uh, that, you know, maybe he had an outside crack at actually making the sends as a, as a fourth line player. So I, I think it's, uh, I think from the sense perspective, as far as those three players in the Finnish league, I, I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's too big a deal. Cause I think they all would have been, they're uh, coming back to North America or, or in the case of Yarventi going to the, uh, to the world junior team. Yeah. And, um, you know, world juniors are approaching and, you know, I think a lot of hockey fans in, in general are super excited for that. Cause it's been such a long time since we watch hockey and you see, you know, you see sense fans, they're tuning into the North Dakota game. Like it's a sense game. And a lot of people <laughs> are just thrilled to see games, right. Just back, back on the ice. And uh, speaking of Stutzla, because he's he's scheduled to go to the World Juniors as well. Uh, he's still recovering. I think he's he's almost done recovery, anyways, for for his hand surgery. Um, do you expect him to be at Sense training camp? Because I know Sean Simpson did tweet that out, um, but uh, but a lot of fans are still confused because he hasn't gone signed yet, so they're, they're not sure, right? But it does seem like he is going to be at the Sense training camp. So, w- what do you think of that? Yeah, all indications are that uh, you know it shouldn't be uh, a big issue getting him signed. I'm I'm a little bit surprised it hasn't happened by now. But um, all that being said, uh, Pierre Dorian said many times before, negotiations at the end of the day don't take very long. So uh, and and I know for a fact uh, that the two sides have been talking, uh, and it, and it's not a th- it's not a thing about money. Usually, uh, well, you know, at this stage. Um, you know, we, uh, there was a time, but it's no longer where, you know, an NHL team would have to compensate a European club for, for taking a player. That's not the case anymore. So, yeah. um, I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm not exactly sure why it's taken this long. I think he's what, one of two or three players in the top 10 and of which Sanderson's a college player. So you can't sign him. Uh, that's, that's unsigned right, right now. So I, all, all that to say, I think he's going to go to the, uh, German world junior team, um, uh, and after that's over, uh, I think he'll come to uh, Ottawa. And obviously, you know, them playing the tournament in Canada means he doesn't have to go into quarantine or anything. He'll already have finished his quarantine period. So it's going to be a, a case of just uh, coming from Edmonton, doing the tournament, and then uh, and then and then coming straight to Ottawa. And it, you know, the timeframes that we've heard as far as kind of camps beginning are to begin sometime around you know January first or January fifth or you know right around when the World Juniors will end. So. It, it all kind of uh, dovetails together to that I would uh, I would foresee him playing in the World Juniors, and as soon as that's over and Germany's eliminated, whenever that is, that he would just come east and uh, come to Ottawa for the NHL camp. That would be a whole lot of uh, Timmy Timmy Stutzla's new uh, news on our timeline, which I, I'm not opposed to. I think a lot of Sense fans are all eager to see a lot of a lot of things from him. So seeing him in in the World Juniors and then coming to camp here in Ottawa, I think that that would just be great for a lot of Sense fans and. Think we're all excited to see him for sure absolutely and uh i think we're going to see him play center obviously he's going to be the best player on the german team but uh you know Pierre dorian already said that they they see him being uh you know to at least start here in ottawa as a winger as a left winger so um you know what you, what you see at the world juniors compared to what you may see you know in a, in a 
in a mini training camp and then some regular season games, he'll be playing probably two different positions. So, but yeah, right. I agree. I agree with you guys hundred percent. I think everybody's super excited to see what he, uh, what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of people are just really excited to see him for the NHL season, but you know, especially for the world juniors. Cause we, we just haven't seen him and this is going to, that's going to be the first real uh, sight of Tim Stutzel. Um, I am just going to, before we let you go here, I am going to uh, just quickly jump back to the NHL here. Uh, let's get, uh, since we have, a, you know, a potential season and potential primitive numbers here, and let's have a way too early uh, prediction for the NHL Stanley Cup Finals from JR. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What are you thinking? No, it's 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 so uh, it's it's inter- interesting because you know there hasn't been any games since since March, and I almost have to get back up to speed as to which players are on which teams and which teams are good. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it's been out. You know, it's almost been out of sight, out of mind. It's it's been front and center, but kind of yeah. you know the nuts and bolts of who's on what team and what guy got traded. You know, I almost have to refresh my memory on all of that. So. I think it's, I think it's going to be wide open, you guys, to be quite honest with you, because this is going to be such a weird year. You know, we're going to have only interdivision play. But again, depending on how the uh, how the divisions are all cut up in the United, you know, in the U.S., right? Are we going to have a? You know, I, I look at, uh, for instance, um, a Pacific division that right now ha- would have L.A. and Anaheim and San Jose, all of which were at the bottom of the standings last year. Yeah, maybe San Jose will be a little bit better. They can't be any worse than they were last year, but the other two teams aren't very good. So when you talk about whoever's going to be in the in the division with them, so I'm guessing it's going to be, uh, you know Arizona. That I'm I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing. Uh, right. You know Vegas obviously added Petrangelo, so you know Vegas could go to town here and just and just pile up the points in a weak division. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, again, depending on how they are they're going to do the playoffs. Um, they could they could wind up with a huge home, and they have a big home ice advantage. So if I had to guess right now, um, and it's purely a guess, I think Vegas has a very good chance at uh, at, at going a long ways this year. Um, I you know I think that just trying to think that you know I you know Tampa's got to get those guys signed right. They still got the two guys that are unsigned. Right. Yeah, um, uh, Sorelli and Chernak. Yeah, and we'll see where Stamkos is as far as yeah. his recovery. Uh, um, but you have to think that uh, it's always tough to repeat. I mean, we haven't seen, you know, Pittsburgh repeated a couple of years ago. And before that, it was 20 years. Um, but I have to think Tampa is going to be right there when it's all said and done, if they get those, uh, get the, get all those guys back. So I hate to be boring and pick the favorites, but that's two off the top of my head. I, I actually think, and uh, I actually think the Canadian division is going to be the most exciting because I look at it and I go, well, Toronto's got the most talent. Uh, they should finish at the, uh, at the top, but mm-hmm. it, for them, uh, you know, it's not about what they do in the regular season, right? It's it's what are they going to do in the playoffs? Yeah, because they haven't won a playoff round since two thousand and four. So, is all the shortcomings we saw exposed by you know Columbus last year and and Boston the years before that? You know, has has Toronto really changed its colors? Is this you know is adding Joe Thorne and Wayne Simmons and uh, you know and 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 whoever else of so the veteran players is that going to make a huge difference come playoff time? That's going to be fascinating to me is 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 how is it all going to shake out in uh, in Toronto because the pressure is going to be enormous on them and really what they do in the regular season won't matter at all it's not until they drop the puck in the playoffs that it really counts for the for the Leafs so they're going to be very fascinating and then from a Montreal perspective you know everybody loved their offseason you know they had four big holes they they went out and either through trades or free agent signings kind of filled all those holes 
but and everybody's going well well you know perfect they've they've you know they've they've, they've done everything they've needed to do but i've often found in the past that you know teams that um teams where you think everything is going to go right for whatever reason whether it's chemistry or or whatever it, it just goes off kilter for you so i think montreal uh, is is another really fascinating case study to see, um, you know, whether they're going to be as good as people expect them to, and if they're not, how much pressure is going to be on them to uh, to? Because I think that Claude Julien and Mark Bergevin are on the hot seat. If they don't get it done, I think they're going to get fired. So mm-hmm. a lot of pressure in Montreal. So just from Ottawa's nearest two neighbors, Toronto and Montreal are going to be real fascinating teams to watch. And if you're a Sens fan, right, um, you can just watch your young players develop and. And I uh, hope they continue to, because uh, they've had good success playing against Toronto and Montreal in the regular season, just uh, continue to beat them in, mm. in the actual games. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all you can hope for, eh? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I have one more fun question, I guess. My, my last one for you. Um, I don't know if you were aware about the little drama going on on Twitter with uh, Evander Kane, you know, challenging the, the Paul brothers. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I just want to ask you, you think the NHL would, ever allow you know one of their players to go out and you know have a public fight like that i don't know at the end of the day if they'd have a say on it would they mm. i mean they might they might discourage it behind the scenes but i think yeah. what a guy does in his uh you know in his in his private life and on his own time and his own dime um <laughs> you know that's 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 really up to them uh, i yeah. maybe uh, maybe san jose might have a bigger uh bigger uh bigger say in it i don't know what's written in his contract right we've we've seen guys that have had uh know contracts where they're not allowed to go skiing or or whatever anything that's that's uh, that's dangerous so i don't know whether i was gonna gonna say yeah there might be some insurance claim or something like that that uh you're you got uh, whatever it is 60 million dollars on the line that's yeah uh, that's right not the wisest thing but uh listen the guy's got uh he's got a big personality um i think all that stuff in today's day and age where everybody's fighting for everybody's attention and you know through social media and uh everybody's trying to get themselves uh well, we call it, used to call it the front page of the paper. It's not as big a deal anymore, but you know what I mean? Try, trying to remain in a public consciousness. Um, you know, that's, uh, uh, Evander Kane is an interesting guy for a lot of different reasons. So wouldn't surprise me if you went ahead and, uh, and did it and certainly would get a lot of eyeballs if he did. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I think we, we, we'd never seen something like that. So, um, you know, Evander Kane probably wouldn't be my, my first uh, bet to to put on. I think I'd like I'd like to see Ryan Reeves or so, someone else do that. But uh, oh, Robin Leonard going after him yeah, too. Yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. That would be good. That would be good. All right. Well, I just want to thank you, Jr. for for joining us. It was yeah for sure. Talk and obviously, you know, we're we're super thankful for having you on. And you know, it's it's always a pleasure. Um, you know, we'll always keep track of TSN twelve hundred. So I don't think uh you know you'll lose any listeners with us for sure. Um, but, you know, uh, I hope for the best in, in the new year as well, because it's been sort of a bad year. So hopefully 2020, 2021 treats you a little bit better. And uh, you know what? Uh, cheers to that. Yeah. Nowhere to go but up, fellas. Uh, so uh, same to you. Really a uh, great pleasure to be on your podcast. Hope it uh, hope it continues to grow and you get to get lots of listeners and uh, be happy to join you guys again down the road at some point. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very, Thank you very much. much. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, you, you too, Jared. I just want to thank all our listeners. Uh, you can find us at New Era Sense Pod on Twitter for our podcast page and New Era Sense uh, for our main page on Twitter. There's also our website where we will be releasing articles again this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we thank you for joining us this week. And we'll be back next week for you guys. In this moment-